I don't know why suddenly it reminds me some of the we used to watch Hong Kong dramas like that. No yeah, wonder yeah. whenever one person want to go like that, lo my gum low. It's like when people want to zhao low that time in the Hong Kong movie, it's like you know the the Zheng Hongnan the movie where they fasting. Yeah, so if you follow me few years ago, you should be quite happy right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trust me, if if one day your dad pass you something and when he's gone and the thing is still moving, you will still have that connection with him and and all the all the memories will flow back. That is seriously for sure. The privilege to be in uh, the VIP lounge of Watch Club Gallery located in Public Park. So, hi, Dr. Michael T. Hi, thank hey. you, thank you, thank, thank you, you for, for having us. Also, yeah, thank you for making the time to uh, enlighten us on this uh, very interesting topic sure. watch investment. Yep, so we are going to just jump into the question directly. Sure, thank so you, you very please, much, BB. Can you please tell us how it all started, how the journey started for you, like in watch investment? Okay, I think I've been uh, I've shared this uh, quite some time in some of my um, newspaper interview or some of my um, radio interview. Yeah, I was actually influenced uh, my watch collecting or so-called watch investment journey was actually influenced by two person in my life. So one of them is actually my very good friend, uh, my very good uni mates. Where actually one day he actually flew back from UK and he showed me a watch uh, that he told me that was made in nineteen seventy eight. It was actually a Rolex Air King, made in 1978, which is the same date of birth, the same year of birth of my friend. So he was showing me that look, uh, Mike, uh, this is something that I believe even until the day I die, the watch itself is still moving. So then I was quite amazed, and and I was asking him how much actually he spent on getting that piece of uh, Rolex Air King, which is made in 1978. He told me it's slightly less than five thousand ringgit. So I can't actually comprehend where there are people who actually are willing to spend at that time. To me, is a big money in a very old watch. But the other thing that kept in my mind or keep my heart was like, this is something quite meaningful where you can actually found something which born at the same year that you were born, and it is still moving or so called it is still alive together with you, and it's going to accompany you until the end of the day. So it it becomes something very very meaningful to me, and that is where I started to dive deep into watches. I dive deep into the value of different different watches, and I dive deep into different different brands of watches. I wasn't a big fan of watch. I wasn't a collector yet, but I always loved watches since I was young. So every time when uh my 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 uncle's watches was uh on the table, my dad's watches was on the table, I like to look at it aesthetically, aesthetically, which means that look and feel the design of it. But nothing to do with or nothing deeper than more than just a watch itself. Yeah. So I think my this friend actually add in a little bit of life into watches by telling me that look, this is not just a tool. This is not just a tool that tell you watch. This is something more than a watch, and that actually kickstart one of my journey. I was an ex investment banker, CMB investment banker. I think audience in front might know that CMB used to pay quite a good. Bonuses to to the investment banker side. You 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 stress used or used to yeah. Seriously, now no more already. So that time, every time when we gotten our bonus, I look at my boss. Ah, first thing first, he will during lunchtime he will say, "Hey Mike, let's let's go and look at some watches." 
So imagine if today you get a big chunk of money, I mean, uh, from your bonus, the first thing first that you go to is a watch shop and it's not your wife. So that must be something very, very important. I'm just joking, all right? There's something, something very, very important. So lunchtime, we walk over to the watch gallery, Swiss watch gallery, and then uh, we started to look at watches, different, different watches. Uh, my, my, my ex-boss is a big fan of Rolex. So that time he was looking at Daytona, he was looking at um, the Hulk. I'm going to share with you later why is Hulk, why is Daytona, why is Batman. So um, the first year when I went with him, uh, I just want to find out, I'm just curious why he wants to spend so much on watches. And when I look at the price of a Daytona at that time, I almost wanted to fall off a chair. It's not a 10, 20,000 watch, it's a 30 over 1,000 watch. What? And yes, correct. So at the time in my mind, I was like, that can actually buy me a car or at least pay for my three, four hundred thousand condominiums down payment. That was our era, right? Mm -hmm. I know that now your guys, those money are small, but during our era, those money are, are really big, right? So then after that, I didn't buy. I just want to monitor. I just want to know as a investment banker, why we, sh we will spend money on these health products. So the second year, actually, I went together with him again. So at that particular time, the model that he wants is already not available for him to purchase, which means that he needs to make an order and then he needs to wait for that piece of model to arrive. And the first year we went, there is still some discount. The second year that we went, there is no more discount. Then that drives me even more curious about what this type of money that you spend on a certain watch itself and you do not have available stocks and the price increase and there's no more discount. So something must be very, very right about my boss, why mm. he has been spending money about uh, uh, watches, especially Rolex. Mm. So I dive deep into this brand Rolex and I dive deep into actually can watches or luxury watches become an investment asset. And that is how I started my journey as a watch investment. You see, actually I shared this idea with my friends when I learned it from you like, yeah. about watch investment. So most of them uh, would say, oh, so it's like investing in antiques. Uh. <laughs> how is it different from, let's say, investing in paintings, oil paintings or antiques or jewelries? Okay, you see, whatever, whatever things that you mentioned just now, mm. uh, to us is so-called alternative investments. So I think all of us, uh, we are brought up with a very traditional mindset that uh, things that we, we invest, uh, the older generations, like my grandma, is gold. So when they say, when you have money, please go and buy some gold, keep it in your safe. When you need it that time, you can sell the gold, then you can exchange for cash. Mm -hmm. Then after that, after the gold era, then maybe from our dad's era is, you, when you got money, better buy a property first. So at least you can stay, you can rent out if you don't want to stay. So that those are part of traditional uh, investments and then maybe something nearer to us our generation we watch so much of hong kong movies we mm. watch about goring stocks we talk about buying stocks we talk about um, uh, um, trading stocks so stocks also become something where people call it as a mainstream investment mm. so it's either you put money into gold, you put money into properties, you put money into stocks, those are the main so-called uh, main traditional type of investment asset. Again, putting money in the bank is nothing wrong. That is mm. another uh, way of keeping your money safe and earn that very little small interest <laughs> as an investment if you want to call that as, mm. right? So alternative investment in the market um, um, according to Knight Frank, if you are familiar with Knight Frank, they have actually came out with a Knight Frank 
investment index that have been tracking alternative investment for the past 10 years, mm -hmm. such as whiskies, such as red wine, such, such as antique, such as vintage cars, such as, uh, such as gems, such as watches. So if, if you ask me, any investment uh, to me or because maybe I, I was a investment banker, any asset that do not provide me liquidity, I, I don't think it's a good asset. Liquidity means that when I need cash, I can cash out that particular investment. So if you ask me things that can show investment returns or profit to me on mm. paper mm. or on computer, mm. I'm not too excited about it. I, I like to see hardcore cash. So liquidity to me, uh, even in alternative investment, is very, very important. I put it as number one, liquidity. Mm. So again, come back to your question, your friend asks you whether is it like an antique. Mm. So antique is something where, whether is it very liquidable? My answer is I don't know because I'm not in this uh, industry. But just give you some example. Let's talk about maybe paintings, arts. Let's talk about some whiskies or wines let's talk about some 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 uh these are uh, vintage cars mm. so uh during mco 1.0 uh, uh actually i have a friend you know M mco 1.0 we can't travel we can't meet whatever so i got one friend who actually uh came over to my house uh, nearby and then brought a bottle of old whiskey which he said it costs close to about twenty five thousand. so yeah so we feel so boring and i didn't do then we chit chat and started to drink uh, maybe one third of the whiskey itself. Then after two, three hours, very happy at night. Then both of us go to the toilet and then we say goodbye to each other. Then he said, yeah, that, there goes my investment. <laughs> yeah. So yes, there are, there are some investment where you can enjoy, but then you cannot see the cash anymore. There are some investment you can enjoy at the same time you see cash. So for example, uh, over here, we have about nine watches over here. So it is so easy that you can see all nine watches in just a small tray. But imagine if I'm going to show you nine vintage cars that I have. So the, the interview itself is not in the lounge, it has to be in my garage. Mm -hmm. And also the mobility of the asset itself is also very, very important. Mm -hmm. So first is actually definitely liquidity. Second is mobility. Mobility in terms of if today I want to migrate to UK, I can just bring all these 10 watches, 9 watches to UK, just like that. But if I have 9, 10 vintage cars, mm. the process itself, I think is tough. So third, um, when it comes to alternative investment is also the cost of maintaining it and the cost of mm. transferring it. So the cost of maintaining a watch is actually, is actually quite easy. So you just make sure that uh, you keep it nicely and you need to wear it or wind it once a while. But imagine if you want to keep a wine or a whiskey i think you need to have a proper chiller to make sure that those things are kept in the best condition or mm. if you have vintage cars you have to make sure that those cars you have enough spare parts mm. or you have a very good mechanics itself will be able to support the vintage cars that you have mm. so the cost of maintaining it is slightly higher to me compared to just luxury watches and also again the cost of transferring it so if today you wanted to sell a watch, not necessarily in Malaysia, let's say today I'm, 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 I'm going to Singapore, I'm going to sell this watch in Singapore, I can just bring over the box and the card, I walk into one of the watch dealers in Singapore, mm -hmm. I show him, he made an examination, yes, this is something 100% genuine, 
he will just pass me pass me the cash. So the cost of transferring itself is also very quick and it's also very low. Mm. There is no broker in between. There is no handling cost. There is no <clears throat> government mm. RPGT inside. So the cost of transferring it is also um, mm. relatively lower compared to the rest. So I can't. The, the, actually, the idea is the same. Like those days, our um, folks told us, told us about putting money into gold. Mm-hmm. When you're in need of cash, you can actually translate the gold into cash. Mm-hmm. So it's same. It's like watches. You can when you're in need, then you can translate watches into cash. Mm-hmm. But again, it's not all the brands. It's not all the models. Mm-hmm. So that is where watch investment company will actually tell you. Uh, look at the models. If if you are looking, if you are thinking of looking at watches as part of your portfolio, then you must actually understand a bit more about them, about their liquidity, about the model, and also about the brands. Mm. So that is something where I think it is worthwhile for uh, younger generations like you all mm-hmm. to look at it because I think a portfolio itself, it is okay to have a certain portion of traditional. There's a certain portion of alternative uh, investment mm. assets inside. I don't like to use this as an example because I know that a lot of people might not agree with me. Mm-hmm. But I'm just stating the fact in my life where I have experienced selling my condominium last time in Montclara. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is not easy. I need to engage a property agent, and then the property agent most likely want to sign exclusivity with me. I want you have to assign it to me exclusive for the next mm-hmm. two three months. If I cannot sell, they only assign to another mm-hmm. agent. And then when you are having your nice dinner, he will say, "Ah, tonight can I bring somebody to go and view your house?" And then after that, when they view your house, then you you have to follow up with the agent. So is the deal closed? Uh, have they paid the two percent earnest deposit? Mm-hmm. Even the potential buyer pays you a two percent earnest deposit. You also have to pray hard that he got a bank loan. Then ah. only the thing can proceed. Right, ah. and then after that, everything yeah. is settled. Then you know the banks have to do their duty, caveat whether the whole process it will easily take about six months when the money hits your bank account, and the money that hits your bank account is not the amount of money that you sell, because you need to pay commission to the agent, mm-hmm. you need to pay stamp duty, <laughs> you need to pay your lawyer fee, and then if it's a new property, that time I think is within what three five years, you need to pay. Government RPGT, so there are too many hidden costs. But whereas watches to me is the mobility is easy, the cost of maintaining, transferring it is easy, and then most important thing is liquidity. So which means that if today I want to move a million to Japan, I can just bring a one million dollar watch there. And yeah, I don't know why suddenly it reminds me some of the. We used to watch Hong Kong dramas like that. No yeah, wonder yeah. whenever one person want to go like that, lo mai ke kam lo. Yeah, it's like uh, when people want to zhao lo that time uh, in the Hong Kong movie, it's like uh, you know uh, the the Zheng Hounan the movie where they passing lo to kam lo he feng san. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is the true correct. This is a Rolex. This is a solid gold Rolex. So this is a Daytona. This is a Daytona. Uh, uh new. Uh, we call it a gold pawnman. So sometimes when you took this. Away, when you're in need of money, you do not need to sell the whole watch. They can actually sell the bracelet first because the bracelet is also made of full solid rose gold. So if they in need of small money, they can sell the bracelet first and keep the head, and then exchange it to a rubber strap, and then he can, they can still wear the watch. And one day, hopefully, when they made it, they can buy back the bracelet from Rolex and then make the watch back to how it looks like. So it is not necessary that when you want to sell, you need to sell the whole thing. You can actually sell part of it also, and it also worth quite some money. 
Wow. Yeah, there's something interesting. Yes, yes, yes. So, so that 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 is the one that I mentioned just now. Come low. Uh. Come low. One yeah. of the <laughs> yes. low. One of the low is come okay, low. Okay, yeah. I see. Now we learn something. <laughs> one of the come low. Imagine uh, the bracelet itself can worth a lot of money. Mm. Yeah, yeah, this bracelet itself is easy, maybe above about 60,000, 70,000. So if, if I were to put it in the ratio, I mean like, how, how, how <laughs> much is the bracelet itself worth you, you it? Can't, I mean you, like can't, you can't do like that, because uh, like for, that. For, for, for Rolex itself, mm. if you order a, uh, it as an accessory after you bought the watch itself, mm. it actually costs more. Mm. Costs more than if you actually bought a watch, comes with an original um, gold bracelet itself. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so now the next common response about watch investment. Uh, yes. Is it just only for the rich and famous? Uh, we like this middle, middle income person uh, cannot. Uh. How true is it? Okay, it depends. So mm. uh, how it depends on how you look at mm. watch itself. So if you look at watch itself as a asset that you want to invest, then you can't say that it is not for everybody. So there are watches. Yes, I think uh, there are so many brands over here with Today we have uh, the big four, the Richard Mille, the Patek Philippe, and also um, the APs over here, Audemars Piguet, and also uh, Rolex. So these are the big four that we say uh, them, but I've also brought in uh, the two other brands that personally I, I think that is very, very for money, which is the uh, Omega Seamaster, which is actually worn by uh, the, James, the last James Bond, Daniel Craig itself, which mm -hmm. is an actor that I love a lot. I think if you look at my page, you see that I always post this model and something about him. And then also uh, Tudo. Tudo is actually um, the brother, the, the the sister or the brother, little brother of Rolex. So Rolex actually owns Rolex and Tudo itself. So these are the cheaper entry level. So in a nutshell, my answer is if you think that today you can't um, start with something like Rolex, you can actually look at some other brands like Tudo and Omega, those are pretty good uh, for a beginner to mm. look at. Yes. I see. Okay, so when it comes to watch investment, is there a checklist? Uh? Like what are the things that we should take in consideration or how do we avoid uh, some, do, they, do you have pitfalls? Okay, so um, uh, guys or girls or ladies and gentlemen in front of this uh, video, um, first of all, don't get carried away if somebody tell you this piece of watch is a limited edition. So a limited edition doesn't guarantee you that the value will go up. So Rolex for the longest period in, in its whole history, they have never, never came up with a limited edition watch. And yet the price of Rolex keep on going up. So don't have, don't, don't, don't be, I can't use the word fool, don't fall into the glamour or the gimmick of this watch is the only one in Malaysia. So you're so lucky to have this today or oh. this is produced like how many pieces in the whole world and you are one of them. So a limited edition watch doesn't guarantee you um, 100% your, your price or the value itself will go up. So the brand and the model itself is more important than a limited edition. So Rolex has never came up with a limited edition. They have only came up with anniversary edition. All right. But again, yes, there are some watches where they came up with limited edition, like for example, the latest um, Patek Philippe. Uh, this is the discontinued 5711, but this is not the Tiffany edition. I think you heard about the Tiffany edition, which Tiffany Blue. That one is uh, to celebrate a 170, uh, sorry, 140 
years of anniversary collaboration with Tiffany. So they only produce about 140 pieces of uh, anniversary Tiffany Pate Philippe. That piece, yes, is a limited edition. Then that piece itself, the price went crazy. So uh, the retail price, I mean that we have sold in Malaysia before, the price is ranging about 20 million ringgit per watch. Yeah, correct. So so the retail price, you have to be a super VVIP, VVVVVIP in Tiffany in order to get that piece of watch. And the retail price is about 50 over thousand US dollar, but you can reset it at about 20 million. Yeah, but again, those VVVVIP members are not supposed to resell, but because it is too little in production. So yes, that piece is a limited edition. That piece, the value went up many folds. But first thing first is, this doesn't apply to every brand, correct? And then uh, Richard Mill, yes, uh, they are very famous for limited editions and the price actually move out. So some other brands that come up with limited edition, I don't want to mention which brand, not necessarily the price will go up. Second, second pitfall is um, if you want to buy a luxury watch, uh, buy from a reputable dealer like ourselves is one of them. There are also a lot of reputable dealers in the market. Uh, get it from a reputable dealer because you do not want there's a Chinese saying you already have the money to buy the cow why you want to save on the rope right mm. so if today you already have the budget to spend to buy a hundred thousand watch buy from a reputable um, dealer it's because if you buy from a friend or if you buy from somebody that you do not know mm. and after that you find out that the watch itself you don't you think that there is some you don't feel good at night sometimes you have this feeling one mm. then again you want to try and look back the seller maybe you can't contact the seller anymore or or the seller just disappeared and that goes your hundred thousand if that watch itself uh has problem mm. or sometimes if you buy from a friend so for example if today you buy from me you see hey mike your watch itself is so nice can i buy from you then if this piece of watch is i also bought for another friend and mm. i didn't notice that this piece of watch has a problem and after i sold it to you after a wear for a while, then you find there is a problem. And then you come back and tell me that, hey, Mike, why you sell me a fake Rolex? Mm. Then I will tell you that, no, I've been wearing that for the past five years. I don't see any issues. So it is a you say, I say thing. But if you buy from a reputable dealer, the dealer have, has, a reputable, has a reputation to protect in the industry. So anything the dealer itself will have to compensate you, will have to settle for you. So this is another uh, uh, another small tips that if you want to buy a luxury watch please get it from a dealer mm. yeah so don't 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 save on the road you already got the money for the car <laughs> right this is this is second thing mm. and then another thing is uh, when you buy a watch itself uh, preferably um, it comes with a full set meaning the watch oh. the box the warranty card manual yes and no but the most important is the watch and the card and the box these three are the basic things that it will give you a better value on your watches but if a original watch that doesn't comes with a box or a uh, card warranty card does it affect the price the answer is yes but it will not affect like 50% off maybe it will be cheaper by like slightly like 10,000 ringgit or a percentage of it but it will not go as high as 50% so mm -hmm. don't worry as mm -hmm. well as the watch itself is genuine the value is there I remember last time we met or uh, you, you did mention that actually about watch investment or uh, mm. in countries like maybe not countries I'm in places like Hong Kong mm. uh, it's common 
Mm. But now, so how would you describe about this in Malaysia? I mean, like in the past, in the present, and how do you foresee the future? Let us recall mm. back in 2020, there is something in Malaysia called Chen Ming Chao Gu. It's everybody also buy stocks. Mm. Remember in 2020 during MCO one, mm. everybody is talking about stocks, especially the glove counters, the top glove, yeah. the the supermax, yeah, yeah, the Hatalega. Yeah. Any uncle, auntie, Tom, Dick and Harry stay at home also will say, I I trade stocks, I make money from stocks, mm. right? So that is at, at the pinnac- pinnacle of uh, Malaysian stocks where the retail market involvement in the stock market is really high mm. thanks to the social media. So at mm. a particular point of time, everybody was so free at home. Every day they look at Facebook. So there are so many news communicate to you, directly mm. to you. Mm. Or even when you look at your friends, your friends are also influenced by those influencers about buying stocks and make money. Mm. So that thing becomes suddenly a norm where everybody, majority of them, uh, I know some friends because I was from this background, uh, even Rakuten, uh, even um, M+. The o- accounts opening during MCO itself went rocket. It's so high. Everybody wants to open a CDS account and they wanted to buy shares. So it seems like, uh, same goes to like watch investment. I think watch investment when um, watch investment topic went um, crazy in the year of 2021. So in 2021, uh, it's not about only uh, um, Deloitte, it's not about, sorry, it's not about only Knight Frank mentioned about watch investment. Deloitte actually talks about watches as an investment asset. So when more and more big names, more and more media, more and more social media talks about watch itself can be an investment such as Bloomberg talks about it. CNBC talks about it, Business Insider talks about it, Rob's Report talks about it, mm-hmm. and so many other uh, um, financial channels talks about watches as an investment. It actually triggered a lot of um, it actually triggered a lot of uh, interest in the public. So at, a, at from that point of time, I find that there's a lot of retailers started to do more research about watches, not only in Malaysia, in Singapore, in China. Uh, in all sorts of places. So people started to chase and buy watches. So if you ask me whether this is a good thing or not, I always think that media plays a very big role mm-hmm. on a certain asset or on a certain news, right? So again, um, do you remember that last year there is a Omega Swatch event where people line up whole night yes. just to get a <laughs> 1000 ringgit 65, 1065 ringgit moon swatch? People don't mind to queue up. Like I have friends who queue up from at night nine o'clock until the next day, only manage to get one piece of mm-hmm. yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. So that itself is also another event that rocketed the whole watch uh, um, awareness to the public. And I was there myself in Malaysia, uh, collecting the the moon swatch itself, where people actually really I I've, I've seen people walk up from the swatch. Those in Tiffany blue color, after they pay 1000 plus on the spot in the counter, walk out, he is asking for 3500 4000 And yes, we have people is, who are willing to pay on the spot. So that one is, I, that one is Toji. That one is not Toji. It's op- opportunist already. Okay. It is not an investment. But to me, I always tell people that let's don't look at things, everything that's good and bad. Let's look at the good part about it. The good part about it is 
everybody even like your age now will talk about hey yeah i remember that event is so crazy right really, really. if we do not have that event i think people at your age will only look at maybe iWatch, a smart watch a casio again a baby g so that actually brings the attention back to the mechanical or so-called back to the uh, um, omega brand and then from there itself it actually spread up again and then mco is also another good event where actually a lot of um, um, brands they halted their production because um, to actually become a watch sifu in a company itself their working experience is not five ten years it's maybe you are like with the brand for the past 30 40 50 years not only you will have the privilege to assemble some of the most expensive model of the brand so they can't have that risk to risk a master who gonna COVID and, and die and then who is going to is going to disturb the production even more. Mm-hmm. So actually until today, a lot of watch brands, Swiss watch brands, they are not at their full production capacity yet. So first the demand is the same, or I can say the demand actually went up. The production actually went down. So that's drive actually uh, the awareness and the price of the watches. So when people find that the price of watches keep on going up, I mean that it's like that. I mean it's stocks. People say that uh, you chase for the high. Usually human beings like to chase mm. when it goes higher and higher. Yep, but yep. when it's dropping down, nobody dare to mm. nobody get there to buy when it's going down. Mm. But this is something where very 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 wrong. Where actually when it's too high, really you shouldn't chase. When the thing starts dropping, then you should look at maybe it's a good time to pick it up. So if you ask me yourself, this is something that actually makes Malaysia or makes this whole thing when uh, um, the awareness itself reach out to more people mm. and then I think now in Malaysia there is I know that there there are more and more people started to look at watch itself as an investment asset again I'm not telling you all to put all your money into watches mm. you have your portfolio uh, you can put certain allocation and weightage on different different asset class so surely there is a ranking for luxury brand watch. Oh, so do you okay. think there's any underrated brand? Okay, so you see, I want to give you some myth about this, right? Mm. So a lot of people, I think in Malaysia, to them, they might think that the most expensive brand is Rolex. Well, since everybody is talking about Rolex, Rolex, Rolex. Actually, I only know Rolex. <laughs> yeah, so, so Rolex is not the most expensive mm. brand, but actually... Rolex is just a, a luxury watch. He's not even in the most high-end luxury watch. So if, if you talk about the big four uh, that I mentioned just now, the um, Rich Mill, the um, Patek, and uh, AP, and Rolex itself, these four brands, uh, Rich Mill is at the highest category in the hierarchy itself, then followed by Patek and also by AP, and then Rolex is below both of them. Yeah, so Rolex is actually not... At, it's not at the top at all so right so this is some of the brands that uh, yes you should look at and then there are some very undervalued brand I I can't say undervalued which means that I I think that those brands are giving very good uh, value to their offers or to the offering which Mm. is Omega Omega has been in the market as long it's very very long it's almost as long as like the Rolex already and they are still giving you a very good uh, value and you do not need to pay a premium or you don't need to go into a waiting list of few years. Yeah. Rolex, you need to have a waiting list of a few years in order to get a model. 
and then another brand which is Tudo. This is the this is Tudo. I think just like I mentioned, mm. this is Tudo itself. Okay, uh, at this point of time, uh, the value is still very good because it is actually the brother or the sister of Rolex. Rolex actually owns Tudo and Rolex itself, but now uh, most of their sports models are also on waiting list. So, but I have covered both Tudo and uh, Omega back in twenty. 19, which where at that time you can actually walk into any of the Tudor boutique and you can get any of the sports model. So if you follow me few years ago, you should be quite happy right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favorite brand or favorite collection? Uh, actually, um, my answer is yes, definitely. As a watch collector, uh, all of us have um, favorite brands that we really love to have. Mm -hmm. Um, out of the big four, I personally uh, really like uh, Patek Philippe itself, uh, Patek Philippe. So uh -huh. it's not Philippe, it's Patek Philippe. So yeah, I'm going to talk about that later, right? So this is the discontinued 5711 Nautilus, uh, this brand. Um, one of the reasons why I like uh, this brand itself is because it is actually an independent own, which means that it is not owned by uh, other uh, conglomerates like actually Omega is actually under Swatch Group. So this is actually run by the family itself. So until today, they are still run by their family. So the family, the owner, the boss itself decide the direction and the quality and the design of the watch. So mm -hmm. to me, they actually retain the most, also called the purest define of watches from those days until now. Same goes to Rolex. Rolex is actually owned by a, a, a trust fund, a, a, a family run foundation, is run, uh, which belongs to uh, uh, Hans Winstoff when they first started this. So, so Pate Philippe, another thing that draw my attention is their marketing itself is really, really good. The design itself is really, um, it's really, it's really elegant. It don't shout, it doesn't shout to you. It doesn't show to your face that I'm rich. Please look at my watch. Mm -hmm. And it's very, very easy to wear. It's very, very um, thin. It's very, very thin. It's very, very light. And um, the, I think the tagline or the slogan itself is the one that that I fell for, which is you have you never actually own a Patek Philippe and merely looking after it for the next generation. So it actually tells you that the watch itself can be passed on from one generation to another generation. Mm. Maybe due to the family's legacy, or maybe you treat it as a asset that you pass on to your generations. So this watch itself, the value uh, in retail is maybe about 200,000 but if it's in so-called secondary market like like here uh, at the peak it was going for eight hundred thousand now it's about four five hundred thousand it is still double of the retail price itself yeah so it if one day your dad pass this on to you i think you will quite love your dad so another brand that i like mm. is actually uh, ap ap is also actually family owned ap gives you another type of feeling where it is very manly which is very sporty itself very different from the very gentleman's watch. So AP is another brand that myself, I, I love it quite a lot. Um, Rolex, I think is something where, is, is something good to start. Uh, I, I actually love uh, Daytona, the model Daytona a lot. This is actually created, uh, it's a chronograph function. It's actually created for racing, car racing no events. One, no wonder why I feel Correct. so familiar with Daytona. I used to play the arcade game with the Correct. Daytona. That, that's called Daytona, you're right. So uh. actually it's this. And then um, the, the, the other brands that I love the most, I think if you look at my watch investment page, which is a 
uh, Omega. So mm. I, I personally really love Omega. So this is a No Time to Die James Bond special edition. They don't call it limited edition anymore because they don't number it. But uh, this piece is already um, stored in production from the factory itself. So uh, I, I myself love this. It's a very unique uh, and it's a very low profile watch where actually Daniel Craig <laughs> wears it in his yeah. What do uh, female customers usually they tend to like? The, the reason why this few years we so-called big size watches or sports model watches So the watches all I mm. show over here are all so-called sports watches Which means that it looks very sporty The reason why this few years um, sports watches price actually went up a lot compared to dress watches Is because nowadays women or ladies or girls they like to have this sporty look I mean that trust me I don't believe any one of you every day who want to wear a watch with full of diamonds and go to work <laughs> and in the jeans right it doesn't look cool it doesn't look suitable on a mm, daily mm. wearing so for example this is a um, rolex pepsi the reason why it's called pepsi because it's a blue and red color basil so that's why it's really called pepsi, pepsi. Yeah. yeah we call it a rolex so we talk about a rolex pepsi people will know which model you don't need to go and remember the code of this so just say i want to get a rolex pepsi it comes with a this is called a Jubilee, Jubilee bracelet. Wow. This is a Batman. Why do you call it Batman? Black and blue is a Batman color. This is a oyster bracelet. Okay. So nowadays, a lot of women started to wear big watches like, like this. Pepsi. So Pepsi is a man after Daytona is one of the best um, 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 watch with, with the, the value itself increased the most. Because both ladies and gentlemen like to go for this model. Because if you change, because there's some red color, so ladies wear it is also very okay. Or you change this rubber strap to a red color rubber strap, ladies can wear. It's very very nice. As for guys, you can wear like this, or you can change to a blue color leather, blue color rubber straps, and it looks also very sporty. So this is a very, this is a so-called a a, a a a watch that both the male and female can actually wear, and that is the reason why the demand itself is so high. And that's the reason why the price itself is so high. But if you compare to uh, Batgirl, this is a Batgirl. It's Batman. Sorry, <laughs> if it's Batgirl, then meaning is a, a jubilee. This is a oyster. Then it's called a Batman. Mm. Um, it is a bit more manly, so maybe not too much to the girls liking because mm. it's black and blue. Right. Mm. So if you ask me, nowadays ladies are also looking at bigger size watches. Hence the price of sports watches and bigger size watches actually went up quite a lot because the demand itself is not only from the gentlemen anymore. What is your thought about smart watches? I, I think this, this, this question I've been asked so many times. Uh, yeah. the, the answer is actually very simple. Mm. If you remember during um, when we are young or I think during our dad's time, um, do you remember the quartz crisis where the battery watchers says that they will take over the world? Mm. That time Casio, that time Seiko says that, look, I think we will kill all the mechanical watches. Everybody is going to wear a battery watches because it's lighter, it's cheaper, the time is more accurate. Mm -hmm. So bye-bye the mechanical watches. Mm. But look at it today. The mechanical watches is still here. Mm. The quartz also called the battery watches is still here. So they coexist for so many years. So history will repeat itself. Yes, today um, a smartwatch itself is a great invention. I think a lot of my friends wear smartwatch, but I have friends who wear two watches. So one hand is the mechanical watches, the other hand is the smartwatches. The smartwatches is 
for the heartbeat and also in case if anything happens in the family the dad falls out whatever there'll be some alert sent to his watch mm-hmm. so he actually wear two watches so if you ask me mechanical watches is going to stay for for very very long because watches industry is one of the oldest industry in the world any of the brands over here is easily above 100 years and except maybe Richard Mill and then um, the battery watch the quartz watch the mechanical watch smart watch is going to coexist for very very long because at very very different stage of your life you will want different things so I can tell you that when I was at my late 20s or early 30s I started to look into mechanical watches then I started to collect luxury watches luxury mecha- uh, uh, mechanical watches in early 30s all my secondary or my uni schoolmates thought that I'm trying to show off because mm. I, they thought that I just want to tell them that I can afford to buy those watch the answer is no I told them that no the reason is I think that the things that draws me in is all sorts of just like I mentioned uh, I want to find something where it can survive until so long from 1978 until now and the price also went up then now slowly slowly um, me and my friends are all getting older then now they started to call me hey Michael so is there any watch that uh, I want to buy can hold value and also mechanical and also Swiss and luxury I told my friend off I said hey dude I said 10 years ago you say I'm trying to show off so you're trying to show off after 10 years is it then they say no they said yeah at this point of time he thinks that he worked so hard he wants something that he want to reward himself and he can actually pass on to his kids regardless whether is it a a, a partake he wants something that he can wear and pass on to his kids because trust me if if one day your dad pass you something and when he's gone and the thing is still moving you will still have that connection with him and mm. and all the all the memories will flow back that is seriously for sure mm. yeah you can ask your boss uh, when yeah the day you told me when you yeah, pick yeah. up that thing you immediately all the things come back it's like when i was at the certain point of my life yeah, yeah. i bought this and this thing was for my old man when mm. he gave it to me so mm. this is something is very attached there's a emotion attached behind every watch well thank you for your sharing today thanks thanks thank you very much thank you very much i try my best to complete video one hour i know everybody is oh. very hungry okay, <laughs> so thank you. for more information please visit www.canyonbooks.com